happy Monday. Welcome to the news and why it matters today. Coming up, uh, we've got more fallout from the airstrike that killed top Iranian military leader Soleimani and Ricky Gervais roasts Hollywood. You don't want to miss it. It starts right now. Welcome, I'm Sarah Gonzalez, joined today, so excited, we've got all the boys back in town, we've yes. got Glenn Beck, yes. the one and only, uh, Stuber Gear, and Jason Buttrell, who I just have to tell you, Jason, we were getting complaints on Friday when we went over everything that was going on in Iran, that you were not here, they were like, why don't you have Jason on, he's the expert on this, I'm like, well, he's taking vacation. I told the Iranians not to do anything until after the break, <laughs> they, they did not listen. listen. They didn't we listen. We were both gone. I taught him everything he needs to know about it. <laughs> you should have told him to come in. Uh, so, you know, we talked about it on Friday, what had happened. Soleimani obviously was killed by a, a drone strike. Through the weekend, a couple of new developments uh, taking place. Iran has raised the red flag over the Holy Dome Mosque, <sighs> warning the United States that it intends to engage in a, quote, severe battle, obviously, in hopes to intimidate uh, Donald Trump. Um, Glenn... <laughs> you, yeah, you weren't here on Friday yeah. to give your take on if it was the right move, what the fallout might be. Just tell us briefly. One hundred percent, the right move. Yeah, one hundred percent. I wrote to um, I wrote to Jason, and because uh, I read a I read a story last week um, that said. Uh, the Pentagon has always kind of followed this guy because we know who he who he is. Really, really bad guy. Um, and so we followed him for a long time. But in May, things changed. And the White House told the Pentagon, I want to know where he is 24 hours a day. And I thought, that's weird. Mm -hmm. What happened? Because everybody in the press would say, oh, he's just reckless. He's a cowboy. He's trying to cover up. What happened in May? Well, I couldn't find anything in May. But I did find something April 23rd, the month before. And that is when... Uh, one of the main intel guys from the IRGC with Soleimani mm -hmm. uh, defected with, I think, was it six or seven other people to an embassy? It's the 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 details are still kind of sketchy on where this happened. But this guy brings tons of classified documents out, gives them to the administration in exchange for amnesty with us over here. And... Uh, then all of a sudden, we're watching him 24-7. The theory that I have is that um, we've always known he was a bad guy. We've always known he was doing things in Lebanon and everything else. But we didn't realize, how much money was he getting a month? One billion. One billion dollars. Can you imagine what you could do with one billion dollars? And how much damage you could do? He was getting one billion dollars a month. When we got that information and we saw what he was building, not just in the Middle East, but all over around the world, and I think here in America, we said, watch him closely. He also gave us plans for future operations. So when we saw the embassy go down, uh, the riot happened to the embassy, Suleimani was the guy responsible for the embassy attack in Benghazi or the consulate. We cannot allow, especially Iran, who's already done it once before, take our embassy or abuse our embassy like this. You can't. 
Well, that's what is so um, frustrating for me to hear from the left is, you know, well, you, he's going to start another war. Trump's going to start another war. And it's like, I mean, they've already been at war with us for a very long time now, haven't they? 1978. <laughs> they've never stopped warring against us since 1978. We've been at war, not with them. They've been yeah. at war with us. What kills me is we didn't fly into their country. We didn't violate their airspace. He was coming in to execute a plan that would have killed American armed forces. And it used to be, they're bombing and all the children. They only blew up the bad guys. Mm -hmm. That's the only people that were killed. And still it's not good enough for the left. If Obama would have done this, they would have loved it. Mm-hmm. And there, let's be honest, there would have been some on the, on the right, not me, and I don't think anybody at this table, that also would have said, oh, you know, that's horrible. But it isn't. This is a very bad guy. We executed him. He's already been tried in absentia. He was going to kill more U.S. soldiers. He's killed more than a handful of U.S. soldiers, 600 U.S., let alone his own people and people across the Middle East. Bye-bye. Yeah. Stu, we ran out of cheeks to turn, huh? Yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> I mean, the, when you have one of these big, uh, when you're going to make a move like this, there's kind of a three-part test that needs to be passed. Is it morally justifiable? I mean, clearly, as you point out, 600 troops being taken out by one guy, if not more than that. Um, you know, this is... A, and those ab- are just Americans. Right. I mean, we, you know, we, and we should talk about, you know, the experience Jason had over there, you know, meeting with people who were tortured by these, by, by crews, you know, uh, led by this guy. But you've got, you know, the moral justification is clear here. I don't think there's any question about it. Legally, is it justifiable? Well, yes, there's a reason why the attack happened in Iraq. We have an authorization already there. He was, he, yes, he was part of a foreign government, um, at, quote unquote foreign government. Kind of. Kind of, right. I know the justification there, he's not part of the elected government, but he was part of the leadership mm-hmm. there. Not mm-hmm. typically someone we would necessarily target. However, here's a guy who's leading attacks against Americans, and he's in a war zone where we have an authorization for a military force. Yeah, and who was there. directly responsible just days before for the killing of a U.S. contractor and also the riot at the embassy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot, it's not like this is Germany Mm -hmm. where somebody's just like, oh, yeah, let's try an embassy. They've done it before. They took our embassy in 1979 for, what, 300 and some days. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was, it was horrible, horrible. Don't screw around with our embassies. Mm -hmm. And the last test is just, is it, is it worth the repercussions? Is it, and that is the part I think that, you know, there's some struggle with among, you know, I think everybody at some level, we don't want to obviously deal with a, with a pushback, but I mean, was Osama bin Laden worth the repercussions? We flew into Pakistan to take him like a a lot of crap could have gone wrong there. Uh, It was worth it because you can't let people who are doing this sort of evil against your own country uh, just kind of float out there when you can take them out. I think this is a, it's, it's a justifiable. I think it passes all of these tests. No one wants this to blow up into World War III. Don't I don't it think it's going to. Um, but we do have to brace ourselves and make sure. And I just, the only thing you can hope for, if you want to be questioning this stuff at all, I think is, I hope that there was enough consideration and preparation for what may blow back here. But well, it's, you know, look, sometimes this stuff is worth it and you have to make sure you just have, do the best to defend. I've been the guy warning about Iran for a long time. This is not the same Iran that it was under Barack Obama. Um, they have had their legs cut off um, in many ways, financially especially. They are on the run in their own country against their own countrymen. So, I mean, I don't know, 
I don't like doing anything with Iran, but I've said for years, we're going to come a time where we'll have no good options. Yeah. That's North Korea. This is different. I'd like to hear your opinion on what you think they're going to do to respond. Uh, so with the audience. The, uh, oh, yeah. God, the experts here. Let's the only, let them talk. The only one who has any experience here uh, in military, Jason. <laughs> um, so response, war with these ridiculous. Uh, a totalitarian regime like like North Korea or Iran, they have one primary responsibility. It trumps all others. Regime survival. Okay. How do you square that with all of the stuff that you know about the Twelvers? I, th- I think I agree with you, but... Let's go into that a bit. So regime, sure. So regime survival, so they can get to the point to where they can do what they want to do as far as the Twelvers. And so for everyone that doesn't know, they they follow a a form of Shia that believes in the Twelfth Imam. They believe they have to bathe the world in blood. They believe they have to destroy Jerusalem, assuming like a nuclear attack, something like that, to kick off the end of the world. It sounds crazy, but that's what they believe. People like Soleimani is a 12-er. People like Khomeini, 12-ers. All of the highest-ranking mullahs that run the country, this is what they believe. So there is a possibility that we do stumble our way in, but it could be anything that you do, because that is what they say they're looking for, is to wash the world in blood. But they have to be standing as a regime at the end of that because it's the 12th Imam coming from Iran to do it. And, and they're shaky right now. They, they, there's protests in Iran against their government, very, very shaky. And then they've also saw the like, uprisings in Iraq, specific, saying, get out of our country. That's what the media is not reporting on right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. We just got through, what, a month of hardcore riots and protests of Iraqis against the Ayatollah and against Iran saying, get out of our country, stop meddling with us. And then it jumped to Lebanon. So how did they, how did they vote to kick us out? And apparently we're leaving. Well, I, so that, that is absolutely ridiculous to me because there's around 300 and some odd uh, members of parliament in Iraq and only 160 showed up to do that vote. Wow. All the others boycotted the vote. And the 160 that showed up were Shia, and they were basically forced at gunpoint by these militias to go vote and vote yes. <sighs> all the ones that didn't were all Boy, we're Sunni not and that Kurdish. In the press, are we? No, no. nowhere. So I don't, I don't even. This is not even binding. This resolution is not binding. It's not enforceable. So I don't really, even really understand why we have agreed, which I just saw just now. We were, we've agreed to leave. That makes no sense to me. But before, if I have time, mm-hmm. um, what what you can respect, they will respond. You got to give the audience what they want. Mark, mark my words. Iran is going to respond. Mm-hmm. But remember, they're a terrorist regime, and if their if their regime survival is their number one goal right now at this moment. Mm-hmm. If they engaged in an actual military on military conflict, they would go down. Mm-hmm. Their primary goal would go down. So what you and can they expect have to have, unless it's Israel, they have to have some deniability. Right, exactly. When, what, that's what they're, they're militias. Their proxies provides perfectly for them. Mm-hmm. But what I'm expecting is an attack, not even in the Middle East. I'm expecting an attack either in South America, heavy Quds Force IRGC uh, presence in South America, which is scary considering our border situation. Mm-hmm. Africa, heavy uh, um, you know, uh, presence there as well. Europe. I would expect a high-value target to be either abducted, a la 1980s when they took the CIA station chief. Mm. They actually murdered killed him, him, killed him. Um, something along those lines, a diplomat, high-level diplomat, something like that. I think that's who they're targeting. And that defector can help immensely that you just spoke about because his job was to do, provide the logistics and the security details for those 
He's he's a yeah, I think you said a knock list. Yeah, he's, he's like, a walking knock list. If you exactly. if you watch Mission Impossible, he knows the code names and the names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the thing coming from the media, which I've heard a decent amount of, that he, the Iranians were somewhat rising up. There's a lot of turmoil going on there. Now this attack uh, on this on Soleimani has as brought them together. Like it's 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 taken that divide in Iran and, and eliminated it because now everyone's pissed off at this one thing. Ridiculous. The people it brought together with the hardliners, the people that are in strong support of like people like the Twelvers. Everybody else that's been rioting inside Iran that you very rarely hear about, they're the ones that hate Soleimani because all of their money that should be being used on food and stuff like that is going to Soleimani's war out this in the is, Middle East. This is the really important thing that you have to understand. The Iraqis, the Iranians know how to run a democracy and a republic, and they want it. However, that's not the main catalyst of these riots. It's the fact that their money, their tax dollars, are not helping them. They're fighting these foreign wars. He's the symbol of those foreign wars. So the average person on the street that just wants to eat, just wants to be left alone, even not political, doesn't like him. Yeah. All right. Uh, when we come back, comedy at Hollywood's expense. You're not going to want to mess up. We'll be back. <clears throat> I didn't know that about the play. Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes last night, which is, of course, put on by the Hollywood Foreign Press. I'm not sure if he's going to get invited back or not. I don't <laughs> he know. Should. He I mean, I would this like him to host year. everything yeah. from now until the end of time. He said, <laughs> he said, I don't know why I did this. He said, I, uh, they called me, and I answered the phone. They said, would you host? And he was like, sure. And he said, as I was hanging up the phone, he's like, what did I just do? <laughs> and he said, it's just the most miserable experience of my life. I can't wait for this to be over. And then he went on, and he knew what he was going to get. He did. He did. He did not hold back. He called out Hollywood all night. Glenn, you mentioned that he, you know, he's just like, God, this is mis- this is going to be miserable. I can't wait for it to be over. I feel like you really can feel that as he keeps saying, shut up. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. shut up. I don't care what you have to say. Yeah. And I, that's genuine. It feels very he genuine He said to at me. the very beginning, it's just a joke. These are all just jokes. <laughs> and I remember, remember when I gave the, the roast of the maze? Oh, my God. That was terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. It was a room like that, full of everybody who was anybody in the industry, and uh, and and they all they were doing a roast, and I was the last one, and I'm sitting next to Mark Mays, the head of Clear Channel iHeart Radio, and I'm roasting him, and everybody wimps out. Nobody says anything <laughs> controversial, and I'm looking at my notes, and Stu was right in the front row, trying to get his his deal was to go like. Don't do it. Yeah, like I'll try to feel the room out yeah. to see if you should do all the really rough stuff right. we had planned. And I lean over and I said, I thought this was a roast to him. And, and he said, it is. And I said, nobody said really anything yeah, like, This guy is so dedicated to his work. He's yeah. not even coming home to right. his family that often enough. But he's still a good dad. Right. Burn. Sick yeah. Yeah. So I start in on how, how Clear Channel is like Auschwitz. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God! It was it, was, it was a room full of media moguls and Jewish people in New York, and it was oh man, it was harsh. I know exactly how he felt, but it was all a joke. Yeah, and uh, uh, I don't think I think the majority of the room liked it. 
I think some people didn't like it. I'm sure some mm-hmm. people didn't like it. But when he when he said, "Don't come up here with your little speech," you can hear there's there's applause starting. If you would have let the clip run longer, there was massive applause mm. after that. What's amazing is I've been to the Golden Globes. I've been to like the Oscars and all those stupid little award shows. And they are so within their little bubble. Mm-hmm. I can't, no one would even whisper this type of stuff there. So I don't, it, it seemed either it's that people are actually responding favorably and some people are actually laughing. I can't, I, that blows my mind. I don't know if there's been a shift between how some of them think. Maybe this is starting to come back and rebound I on them. I will tell you, I have been with uh, very high up people in the Hollywood circle and they are telling me privately if it's Joe Biden, we can vote. If it's any of these others, I'm sorry, but I'm voting for Donald Trump. They think that it has gone way too far. Now, well, these will they are admit very, that publicly? Uh, Absolutely no. not. No. Absolutely no. not. They, they will not admit it publicly. But these are very high, highly placed people. In fact, I mean, I know of, I know of a group of very large people who none of us would like, and they would not like us that uh, are, are in their own private, you know, uh, chat rooms, if you will, mocking how crazy the left has become mm. in that tight little circle of about eight people. But these eight people really kind of really, really run things. Wow. What's irritated me about, sorry, is, uh, this just irritates me to no end. It's because I always, the, most, the majority of the country and even the world idealizes these people. So they just will get... Still- I, well, I think it's probably I think changing. So. Yeah. I think I think it's I think it's starting to change. I feel like we're on yeah. the cusp of a change. Yeah, we are. But it's but for the longest time, it's like they just give them their platform to tell you how virtuous they are and how bad you are. You that's know what I mean? why. Just let that's them. why Baby Yoda is so important. There's no actor. <laughs> There's that. no. He's not thinking about ah. Oh, hmm. She makes so much money. Do I? <laughs> I should give back in service and lecture people. I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I mean, he just doesn't. He, that's the great thing about baby yoda he's never gonna piss any of us off <laughs> Stu, so, uh, michelle williams did not take uh, ricky gervais's advice and uh, gave this big speech about how she you guys stuck around and watched no i, I caught the clips okay. she said that she could not have been up there accepting that award if she had not employed her right to choose so she traded a baby for a, a hunk of metal. So if her mom made a different While choice, she, was she also wouldn't stage. have been able to make, a, make, yeah. the, make yeah. that speech. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is, I think it's a temptation, right? Like there's this mm-hmm. world, like, and I think at some point it was high-minded, right? Where you would say, I have this moment of personal glory and I'm going to be selfless and donated essentially to the public good. That was a thought maybe at one point. It's so far gone now, though, and it's such BS and, and it used to be when Marlon Brando, I remember Marlon Brando, maybe 1972-ish, um, he did not accept his Academy Award. And so uh, he let some Native American woman oh, yeah. come on and she accepted the award, but she lectured America. And that was the first time that I remember any of that happened. But that Marlon Brando got a lot of heat for that. It was big pushback. The people in the house were pissed at Marlon Brando. This, this is like you're standing in front of a bunch of people who gr- agree with every yeah. word you're going to say. 
Yeah. Wow, they got, he actually got pushback from that? Oh, he got big pushback. Nike would give him a shoe deal today. Yeah, 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 they would. Yeah. They would. And, and not <laughs> criticize Colin Kaepernick for saying how great uh, or how evil uh, the U.S. is against mm-hmm. Iran. I mean, I think there's a certain level of, like, celebrity where you can get away with this. And right now, Louis, uh, uh, what's his Ricky face? Gervais. Ricky Gervais is, is in that world where he's so loved and, and he's so beloved and so great at this, he can get away with being critical. We've seen how many times, though, when this stuff happens— the, the 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 shelf life is short. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bill Cosby was there. Louis C.K. had that for a while. It seems like when these people come out and talk, something winds up throwing them out of the public sphere. I hope that doesn't happen to Ricky Gervais. There's a Last chance part. it doesn't happen because he's English. <laughs> <laughs> he just sounds he just sounds smarter. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Back in a minute. <laughs> Can't say he's a redneck. He'll be. <laughs> Before we uh, go into overtime, which, by the way, we are discussing uh, more details in Jeffrey Epstein's death. There was a 60 Minutes interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let the conspiracy theories fly. And also a 2020 update. Conspiracy. You can only find that on blazetv.com or wherever you get your podcast. But if you want to see our smiling faces, you got to go to blazetv.com. You can use promo code NEWS. We've got a whole bunch of different shows over there for you to watch over at Blaze TV. We've also got a really exciting new one that we will have an announcement on, I believe, tomorrow. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that one. Uh, but we've got Steven Crowder. We've, of course, got this guy right here, the one and only Glenn Beck. You can find all of his content. Yeah, it's great stuff. Mm. Yeah. Your stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it's worth nine bucks. We've got Chad Prather. We've got Pat Gray. Uh, we've got Eric Bowling, John Miller with the White House briefing. You don't want to miss out. Use promo code NEWS and stay tuned tomorrow for that announcement. You're not going to want to miss it. Exactly nine bucks. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. All right, let the, uh, let the conspiracy theories fly. Uh, CBS News 60 Minutes reported never-before-seen images of inside Jeffrey Epstein's prison cell where he was found dead and showed photographs that were taken during his uh, autopsy. They also had a conversation with the doctor. Uh, he is world-renowned. He's done a ton of uh, uh, medical examinations, autopsies. And I will say, because I know Stu's going to, like, if I don't, he was hired by Jeffrey Epstein's uh, brother. A minor disclaimer. He's what? being paid by the brother. I never heard of, that. Yeah, He's being, he was hired by uh, Jeffrey Epstein's brother to find out the truth. Right. I mean, look, you, that, is a, that is not a stew disclaimer. That's a real disclaimer. I mean, <laughs> I guess, but, this, but, the, but my point is the guy's credible. We would have no reason to think that he would be swayed by someone paying him. He's, very, he's a very yeah, credible. I mean, I don't, honestly don't know enough about the nuance of this field to be able to determine that. I will say that, though, every single trial has expert witnesses on both sides that are credible. This is not something that is, these people, they like, there are always, there's always someone to give the other side. So Stop I do think you have to, your logic. you have to give, a, you have to look at it with at least a hint of skepticism here. But oh. he wasn't the only, I mean, the only part of this. There's plenty yeah. of other stuff too. Yeah. So, but he was on with a 60 Minutes, 60 Minutes explaining the three fractures in Jeffrey Epstein's neck. Watch. 
I have never seen three fractures like this in a suicidal hanging. Sometimes there's a fracture of the higher bone or a fracture of the thyroid cartilage. But not three. Very unusual to have two mm -hmm. and not three. And going over over a thousand jail hangings, suicides in the New York City state prisons over the past 40, 50 years, no one had three fractures. The New York City Medical Examiner's Office disputes Baden's theory, saying the fractures of the hyoid bone and cartilage can be seen in suicides and homicides, and they stand firmly behind their finding of suicide by hanging. Okay, now let me just throw a couple other little tidbits out here. Mm -hmm. But they said, they, I just want to make sure we're dismissing said, that last part. We're just, we're just going to toss that one out. The, the, the part where they said the actual New York City, the medical examiners said that what he's saying isn't accurate. Yeah, obviously well, he's paid well, off. Okay, okay. But what was weird about that is they said that, that it's normal, they said, for two fractures. Right. No, they said one, he, and they said two is rare, right? And, and, he, three, and he said three does not happen. They yeah, didn't even yeah. address the third fracture in, that, in their little statement right there. Mm. Well, so uh, there's no photograph of when he was found dead in the cell. Apparently, federal prison protocols were not followed whenever he died because they took his body to the emergency room instead of leaving him where he was, which is what they're supposed to do. Um, do you think they had a chance to save him? Is that what, I mean, obviously... I, they haven't said. Right. They haven't given that, that information. Uh, a second camera inside the tier, the one that could have seen Epstein's cell door and the doors of other inmates, was not working that night. Huh, wonder why. And the final tidbit I would like to bring to the table, the note. The note is fantastic. <laughs> the suicide note. You didn't hear about this, no, Jason? No, I haven't heard this. Oh, this okay. is going to win you over to the suicide Because, <laughs> I mean, this is, I love this note. It's one of my favorite pieces of, of it, this entire story. It is. It, it is something. Uh, it says, they found a note from inside Epstein's prison cell that stated, now this was one of the, the guard names, but the name's blurred out. This guard kept me in a locked shower stall for one hour. Another prison guard sent me burnt food. Giant bugs crawling over my hands. No fun! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! <laughs> that's the entire letter. That's the letter. That's, that's the suicide that's letter. It. No that's, fun. That's the letter. It's not supposed to be fun, buddy. <laughs> I know your life is has been uh, has been a whirlwind, uh, but this isn't supposed to be a fun part of it. it but it doesn't say. So I decided to. No. Kill it, it, it really reads more as like someone who's writing a list of complaints that he's going to tell his lawyer, right? Like, right. And that's why I think it actually supports the. I mean, we're joking about me being the skeptic here. Like, I I think there's absolutely legitimately. I, I don't jump to certainty. I think yeah. is my thing here. Like, I think there's a skepticism here that's that's really like well-deserved yeah. on the official storyline. There's a lot of weird crap that happened. There are some pieces of evidence, I think, that that point to, um, at least as has been described, to a suicide. And that, like, you know, you're right, the camera that's pointing directly at the cell was not on. However, the camera's pointing to the area where the cells were show mm -hmm. no one going in the area. So it's hard to... deep fake. I haven't <laughs> seen the video. Is it possible that a, someone from another cell somehow got in there, did this and got out? I mean... You know, I think a lot of this is, uh, I think there's a legitimate reason to question it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think there's a, the, the, con the competition seems to me to be more about did he kill himself or did another inmate go in there and do this, whether it's prison, prison justice. or That's they were what I think it is. Yeah. I, a lot of people like to bring this and do, well, Hillary called up and said, go kill it. Like, I don't think there's a shred of evidence that supports that theory yet. But there is, I think, enough to question whether this official story is the actual story. And I'm glad that journalists, I mean, the fact that this is 60 minutes. Yeah. This is not like, you know, some conservative outlet 
This is 60 Minutes actually spending time on this. The journalists have been turned on to the story finally after conservatives begged for years and years and years to follow up on it. And now we are kind of finding out more and more about the story. I'm glad that's happening. I think it's it's not one of those cases that you just dismiss. It's you know, it's not Alex Jones here, but you do get to Alex Jones territory when you start saying, well, well, I think also the medical examiners were in on it. And I think also the people above them who checked it out were in on it. Like, at some level, you That is ha- what, what gets so bizarre. Yeah. Right? It says there were uh, prison guards who falsified logs. And it's like, yeah. if, if I mean, you would have to believe that there were so many, so people, many people that are yeah. in on it and not talking. Right. And that does not dismiss the possibility to me yet. I don't think there's been enough to dismiss it, but there's there's not enough to prove it either. I think we're all because the joke has gone viral essentially that you know that he didn't kill himself. Like it, it kind of obscures the fact that like I think there's a real re- possibility that something really weird mm-hmm. here happened, but mm-hmm. we just don't have enough evidence yet to know. I think I think that he was killed. I I, I think it's a very low probability he did this to himself. I, I is would I be surprised if I found out that like a Hillary Clinton or that Prince, what's his name, Andrew, yeah, mm-hmm. was like involved? I would not be surprised at all if that ever came out. I'd be like, okay, yeah, that obviously makes sense. But um, so Deb, there's certainly a motive. I mean, Hillary a is a little bit of a stretch to me at some level. Uh, but like Prince Andrew, like it's like all right. Well, he was like there's like pretty good evidence that he was doing stuff, right? Yeah, and and beyond Prince Andrew, I mean, we still haven't seen this guy's like you know little black book. Right. Uh, all the people that are in this, like uh, how this was described, yeah. he, he was involved with powerful people and government people all over the world. It's just there's a, a laundry list of people that could be involved. I don't. I tell you what, I have a one of my little guilty pleasures is I watch this YouTube channel from this like ex-convict that's now okay, like a big workout fitness guy. Mm-hmm. And he, the way he pimps it is he just talks about life in prison. And it's just fascinating to me. But there was one, and it was kind of right around when this thing came out with Epstein, where he was talking about how if you are like a pedophile, a sex criminal, you're going to get killed. Yeah. He's like, there's just all there is to it. He, he goes, we do that to police ourselves because he goes, all that rape stuff in prison is pretty much movie bogus stuff. Mm-hmm. He goes, because we police ourselves and we don't allow them to get into our community. Mm-hmm. And he said, the first thing you have to do is you have to prove, you have to provide your rap sheet. If it's already in the public, we already know your rap sheet, right. and you're getting spiked or killed somehow. Right. I think they just did this themselves. Yeah, that, that seems more. It seems more likely too, because look, if Hillary Clinton or Prince Andrew wanted uh, Jeffrey Epstein dead, the man was living in Miami for ten years after this incident. Yeah. Right, like he, he was going to New York. He was all over the world and could have been killed very easily anywhere else. To go into a, a federal prison to kill him was not the easiest way to do it. You could have eliminated him a long time ago if you were willing to commit murder to do it. It does very much, I think, fit into the idea that potentially another convict who's doing his version of what he thinks is right, right, like this whole prison justice thing, goes in there and does something. I, I still want more evidence to mm-hmm. support that, but it's a very plausible theory to me. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to 2020. 2020 updates. Let's get through, let's get through the funny ones first. Mm. All right, Julian Castro... Endorses. Yeah, that was that was I read for president. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> uh, endorses Elizabeth Warren for president. Did he really? He did. He yeah. did. Uh, I think we have a clip of Castro endorsing Warren. Here's what he had to say. I'm not running for president just to go live in the White House. I'm running for president to make change for our families all across this country. To make change so that everybody has real opportunity in this country. People are responding to that. Yeah. And they believe in you 
that they have confidence in you because you've listened. More and more they're recognizing that you're the one who is actually going to get it done. Because that's what we got to do. Absolutely. All of us. Hugs. I'm Secretary Julian Castro, and I endorse Elizabeth Warren for president. I love wow, that like, the body of his campaign is not even cold yet. And he's like, finally, these people are recognizing that you're the only one that's going to get it done. <laughs> and like, you were just in the race 24 hours ago. What are you talking I, about? I tell you what, don't sleep on this. This is huge. Is it? I, I have a scenario where this is ridiculously huge and we oh. shouldn't be laughing about it. What? If the nomination comes down to two votes, then the two people that were going to vote for Castro will swing it for <laughs> Warren. That's why. That's, 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 that's the scenario. I thought I at say, best you were. That's huge. Those curious. two people would be Julian Castro and his twin. And, and, or his mother. Those two. <laughs> okay, no, there will be yeah, three yeah, votes. Okay, right, <laughs> Whose name is? Uh, Joaquin Castro. <laughs> good job. Yes, thank you very much. Were you testing me or did I, you actually know? Yes. Yes, okay, good. Um, <laughs> it's funny because we do. I do a political talk show every day for three hours and did not know that Julie, Julian Castro had actually gone out and endorsed some Elizabeth Warren until you played that really? video. That's how incredibly <laughs> in, in, uh, insignificant he was in this race. And I will say, like, some people, John Delaney is insignificant in this race um, and because he's running in the Democratic Party of approximately 20 years ago. Uh, you're not socialist enough, John. Um, but, like, that's a different thing than Julian Castro, who was supposed to actually be a player here. I mean, this is more Beto-ish, uh, really. And this is a complete and utter failure from a guy who is uh, highly touted to be a real contender. Um, and it's it's interesting, too, to see him, you know, a guy, one of the many who keeps going on and saying how and complaining about the diversity of the uh, of the group of candidates. Uh, and now, you know, there's not enough left. There's no diversity left on that debate stage. By the way, let me uh, support the white lady. Um, you know, it's well. <laughs> Native American. I should point it, that out. Yeah. There, is, there is some Thank you. It was, thank it, you. He was so obviously douchey, though, when oh, he yeah. was he was basically a nothing, and the uh, Obama administration basically made him what he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he turned around and On just like... Biden. And yeah, slammed like, Biden. I thought that was mm-hmm. such an awful moment. Uh, you know, I think it was a good moment for him, like, as an attacking campaign guy, but, like, people are real... Like, they understand other people are real people. And so you back up and you're like, wait a minute, these, this guy gave you... Your start. He's the only reason anyone knows who you are, and I just gone and wreck him as a racist in front of everybody. Like it's so, it, like you would not want to be friends with that person, let alone have them lead your country. Yeah, yeah. you can imagine what Biden was thinking when that oh, was happening. Man. He's like, dude, who the heck do you think yeah. you are? So I have a confession to make. Okay. One of my just like you watch prison YouTube video channels as well. No, I'm not <laughs> weird. Uh, one of my con- one of my greatest uh, pleasures is to watch those court TV shows. Oh yeah, like and- ID channels, something like that. No, no, like, no, no, like, like, like Judge, Judge Wapner. Uh, yeah, like uh, People's yeah. Court, Judge Judy, mm-hmm. everything like that. And I have always had this fascination with Judge Judy. Uh, I do because of how much money she makes. That I've always been It's incredible, yeah. right? For sitting there yelling at people all day. <laughs> I mean, she's my idol, honestly. And so, um, but I always wondered, I felt like maybe she was conservative. I, I don't know. I just got this feeling. Well, uh, she has not ever engaged in politics. She's not ever really talked about who she's endorsing or anything like that. But this year, she did. And I'm probably going to be a little bit surprised at who she endorsed. Watch. And when I looked at the field of 2020 candidates, for one reason or another, although I'm sure they're all very nice people, there was no other voice for me other than a voice of someone who has experience in governance Second only to the President of the United States, because New York City 
has the most diverse population of any place else in the United States of America, except the United States of America. And you all are New Yorkers, so you sort of remember. There was a good feeling. It was a feeling that things were run effectively and efficiently during during his 12 years as mayor. I think he, I felt that way when he was the mayor. Michael Bloomberg gets the official endorsement from Judge Judy. How disappointing. You really Weird. wanted to be Marianne, didn't you? I did. <laughs> that would have been like to your intersection. Love that. Right who, in the middle of Sarah Boulevard. Who, who laid off all of her campaign staff. Yes. But, but said still, she's, still, still, she's still continuing on just without a, a staff. I mean, I think actually this in a weird way sort of backs up your thesis on Judge Judy and that like, you know, she's a celebrity, like as right wing as you get as a celebrity is someone who you at least used to be a Republican and was yeah. sort of thought of as mo- as a moderate. I mean, she's she's obviously clearly playing to the moderate wing of this primary, even though I don't consider Bloomberg that way. Most people do that. Well, right. That's what I'm like. He came out in support of communist China. How, what are you talking about? How can you support this man? Oh, he's quoted Che Guevara. Not so long know, ago. At a ca- like, like it was like a campaign in Florida. Crushed. Yeah, that's not the place broken. to talk about Aww. Che. Yeah, I mean, look, he's not completely offensive to everyone who runs a business, right? Like, he has it, you know, there are some things. He's so bad on the Second Amendment, though, Mm -hmm. so bad on nanny state stuff. That it uh, so bad on global warming that it's 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 impossible for me to ever consider a, a, a moderate the, a man who's going after my soda does not deserve to be president <laughs> of the United States. But I mean that is the way he's thought of, right? Yeah. Um, and and you know like New York, you know look look there's a benefit. This is where the the benefit uh, you know Bill De Blasio comes into play. Is that like well you see like they're she's comparing. Bill de Blasio to this guy. Like, mm. to the, the, of course he looks moderate there, yeah. but so does Che. Yeah. He also looks moderate compared <laughs> to Bill de Blasio. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's, I'm, I'm sorry you're disappointed. And I'm just, I mean, it's just, I cried a little bit, but I'll get over it. Uh, and then Joe Biden, who is an actual real contender in 2020, unlike, uh, you know, Julian or, uh, I don't know, I guess Elizabeth Warren is still in there, but oh, sure. uh, Joe Biden was asked during a, uh, a campaign event in Iowa if he was lying about uh, Obamacare and being able to keep your plan and your doctor. Kind of an awkward moment here. Watch. We're going to take a trip back 2008 real quick. During the run up to the passage of Obamacare, President Obama promised my father that if he likes his plan, he can keep his plan and that his insurance will be cheaper. After passage, his plan was no longer allowed and his insurance costs doubled. Since you supported the plan, were you lying to my dad or did you not understand the bill you supported? We've changed a lot of things for the better. We've tried under for five Democratic presidents tried to change those things. And people say, well, Biden, why now do you think you can add the public option and why can you further subsidize it? Well, because people, there's two ways people know when something is important. One, when it's so clear when it's passed that everybody understands it, and no one did understand Obamacare, including the way it was rolled out, and the gentleman's right, he said you could keep your doctor if you wanted to, and you couldn't keep your doctor if you wanted to necessarily. He's dead right about that. But the fact is that it's um, when something's taken away. When you people didn't know, I used to say to President Obama, Mr. President, why don't you take a victory lap? You got this passed. Let people know exactly what's happened. And I pulled a Bidenism. I said, you should a fireside chat, meaning you should go on the air. I was being not being literal. And they said, there goes Biden again, oh, fireside chat. Anyway, the explanation there, um, But explain. <laughs> and he said, we don't have time to take a victory lap. We have too many things we have to do. 
I, there's a lot to unpack wow, there. Yeah. I know we don't have time for all of it, but um, it is a little bit odd to say no one knew <laughs> That's what I picked up how on. Obamacare was going to work or what was going to happen, but you should definitely trust us the second time around when we tell you that uh, doubling down on that is the right path. That was the video. It's like, we wrote it, but we didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't understand it. That's another Bidenism. But just just trust us with the next round. We'll get it right. <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting combination of views there, which is basically like, yes, you're right. It was a failure. Uh, yes, we told you the thing that was wrong. But we should also take a victory lap for it. <laughs> and now trust us again to do it over. Uh, that's a, that's a, it shouldn't be the same person saying those four things, right? Like, that should be four different people saying those things. Probably not the person who was vice president when yeah. Obamacare was passed. I mean, it is an amazing acknowledgement, though. I yeah. mean, remember, they fought against that forever. It was a lie of the year from PolitiFact when, when he did say it. And mm -hmm. they pushed back, you know, uh, you know, really, you know, violently on that one, uh, saying that was not a lie and it's true. And now they're just out there freely admitting it. But now it's to his advantage, right? Yeah. He can say, well, we don't want to do too much. We just want to do a little bit because these other these other candidates are promising Med Medicare for all. And that's bad. Right. Uh, he's, he's just trying to use it for to his advantage. And so far, I guess it's kind of worked. I mean, he's, he's still in the top tier in Iowa. And he's in top tier in New Hampshire and he's leading nationally. So well, it's such an easy thing to combat when they're like, we're going to take away all your choice on this. Yeah. You can be the one dude that's left there with the home run hit all teed up for him to say, I'm not going to take away choice. We're only going to take away 99% of your choices. <laughs> I mean, yeah. See? Right. Vote for me. I'm better. Uh, all right. Friday's poll question. Will the killing of Soleimani bring us closer to war with Iran? 75% uh, of you said no. I mean, I, closer probably does bring us closer, yes. but the question is, A, is it worth it? And B, how close is it? Right. I don't think it's really that close, and, you know, I think it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we're spiraling towards war. The only thing is, like I said before, they're going to respond. They're going to do it asymmetrically that has deniability for them. The problem is, is if it's too much... Like, if they then, were, like, a major terrorist attack inside the United States, like... Okay, we're, then we'll go to war. That, that's, right. that is... Right. Right. So it is... I can't, I can't say it's further... We're not further away from war than we were last week. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, that's not, I don't think that's likely. I don't think that the likely uh, course of action is going to be uh, something in that world. You, you, you mentioned an embassy in Africa or South America. It seems, seems much yeah. more plausible. Uh, today's poll question, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited were you when the Eagles lost? Do go. Uh, I was at zero. Um, actually, the worst <laughs> thing that happened to the Eagles yesterday, though, or this weekend, was not losing a playoff game, which was, of course, sad. It was Jason Garrett being fired. Uh, that was the worst thing that happened to the Eagles this weekend. Yes. Um, so I'm, uh, it was a real terrible, tragic uh, Sunday for me. That actually wasn't the poll question. Yeah, <laughs> so, will Ricky Gervais be canceled for his explosive Golden Globe speech, or will the left just try to ignore him? I don't think he gets, I don't think he gets canceled yet. Some people are strangely bulletproof. That yeah. is, is, it's just it weird. It lasts forever, though. Does he it get, doesn't, like, but I don't, I don't think it's his time yet. Like, I'm, su I'm surprised, like, Bill Maher hasn't gotten, you know, run out of town. You know, because he'll say a lot of stuff that's controversial yeah. to them. But mm -hmm. he's still, I think he's still got the same audience, and he still accepts it. Yeah. Is he safe for now, Stu? What do you think? I would say that uh, you can't lose playoff games you're not in, and the Cowboys <laughs> would know all about that. <laughs> <clears throat> you can uh, vote on our poll. You can go to the Blazes' Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Thank you, Jason, for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>